Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's talk to Alex Boudelier, senior national journalist, online politics, and his focus includes the Conservative Party of Canada. That's for Global News. Alex, thanks very much for coming on. What's your uh, what's your take on the uh, on on Polyev's presentation? Did he hit what he needed to hit? Yeah, you know, I, I think he's a very capable speaker, um, and he's very uh, uh, good in front of a, a large audience. He sort of feeds off that audience. You saw that on display last night. He did come out. I, I thought he, he seemed a little bit shaky, a little bit nervous at the start, but he, he kind of hit his hit his stride uh, <laughs> over the course of a very long speech. I think it was about an hour long. Um, so, you know, when you talk uh, for an hour straight, uh, it's hard not to hit all of the notes because <laughs> there's a lot of content in there. Um, but I think that he definitely wanted to, you know, return everything back to the economy, return return everything to affordability issues. Obviously, those are top of mind issues for your listeners and for for Canadians generally. Um, and I think you're going to hear a lot of that, you know, trying to avoid distractions um, from that message and just really keeping a focus on that because, you know, that's what Canadians care most about right now. As unfortunate as Canadians are with the challenges we're facing economically and on an individual basis and family basis, including our, our national reality, it's a perfect opportunity for Pierre Polyev to connect with all Canadians. There doesn't have to be a divide between Quebecers and the rest of the country because everybody's facing the same situation. So would he have, uh, with that speech, do you think, did he reach Quebecers? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, it, it's difficult to say. Um, obviously, we don't have, uh, like they have in the States, sort of live tracking, live polling during uh, a leader's debate or, or something like that. Um, in terms of reaching Quebecers, um, I, I think there's a question about how much that needs to figure into conservative priorities. You know, this has been, you know, a question that conservatives have been trying to answer. Stephen Harper tried to answer it. Um, certainly, Aaron O'Toole tried to answer it. You know, it, it was under Aaron O'Toole that Quebec City was chosen as, as the convention venue. So, you know, certainly they, the, you know, the, the last regime thought that they needed to, to put in some work there. Um, but when you look at the, the polling sort of across the country and, you know, with the caveat that we're still an unknown amount of time uh, out from an election, when you look at the, the numbers in Ontario, I think that really, you know, tells the tale. If, as some polling suggests, the Conservatives are up five, six points in Ontario, um, you know, that's, that's the ball game right there. Um, that brings us back to uh, 2011 numbers uh, when the Conservatives obviously won their majority under Stephen Harper. Yeah, and the Liberals were down to 34 seats. Yeah, yeah, they were wiped out. And that's when they uh, went and found Justin Trudeau uh, for leader. So uh, what's your sense then as far as Ontario is concerned? Because, as you said, we're two years out, probably two years out from an election. Do you think that uh, that Ontario support is solidifying and there comes a point in polling, you realize it, there comes a point where you've slid so far, you can't possibly come back. And I'm talking about national numbers now, as well as provincial. But what, what about Ontario? Do you think those, those numbers are fairly solid? Yeah, I mean, again, it's difficult to say without knowing the timing of the election, um, you know, what the economy is going to be doing whenever that election actually arrives. You know, if people are in or feel like they're in a, a better place than they feel right now. Um, you know, but it's telling to me to read uh, some comments, um, you know, in the work of uh, former colleagues of mine at the Toronto Star, you know, talking to Ontario Liberals 
who seem to be very, very nervous that um, Pierre Polyev and the Conservatives have a lot of room to define um, themselves right now. And the Liberal Party isn't doing much to sort of provide a counter narrative to that. Um, you know, as you say, uh, there comes a point when you said so far that um, it's very difficult to get out of that hole. I don't know if we're at that point yet. And, you know, most of this polling is being done over the summer, which can be a little bit more uh, volatile than than throughout um, the rest of the year. But, you know, as, as you quite rightly point out, um, if the Liberals don't do something to stem the bleeding, uh, I think they're going to be in a, in a pretty uh, pretty difficult place going forward. Yeah, it's going to be hard to stem that bleeding and uh, the frustration and, in many cases, the anger that goes along with it. Now, speaking of frustration and anger, the Conservatives Party, it was Conservatives and the Conservative Party have a history of uh, inflicting what I like to call self-inflicted gum shot wounds. And uh, they take after each other or they come out with alternative policies or they challenge their leaders heading up to or in the middle of an election campaign. And they kind of derail themselves. We just recently went through the leadership contest for the Conservative Party, which was Mr. Polyev won, of course. Do you think there's a chance of any leadership contest fallout? Um, no, I think that the party uh, is is very uh, solidly behind Pierre Polyev. You know, in the, the leadership election last year, uh, he won a, a very decisive first ballot victory. First time that's happened uh, since Stephen Harper took control of the party. Um, so, so no, I don't think that he's going to face some of the challenges that his predecessors, you know, Andrew Scheer and, and most notably Aaron O'Toole faced in terms of this unity within the ranks. Um, you know, I never say never, you know, in politics, but, um, I don't think he's going to be facing the same kind of internal tensions and challenges that those two leaders face. Um, the question will be whether or not, you know, Canadians are ready to hand, uh, you know, power back to the Conservatives now after eight years on the opposition benches. Um, if they're comfortable enough with what um, Mr. Polyev is, you know, putting in the window and, you know, whether or not the Conservatives can actually avoid, um, you know, you call this self-inflicted gunshot wounds. Um, they might call distractions on the way uh, on the way towards an election. I think that's why you're going to hear Pierre Polyev just relentlessly talking about the economy, relentlessly talking about affordability issues, because those are two issues that, you know, he's very comfortable um, with discussing. And it's also, you know, two issues that are very top of mind for Canadians right now and where the Conservatives have traditionally enjoyed an advantage um, in terms of Canadians' uh, belief that they can actually manage the economy and manage affordability issues uh, properly. Yeah, I want to be clear that I said gum shot wounds, G-U-M okay. shot wounds. <laughs> My I was trying to no, I was trying to be clever, and it usually backfires on me. You know, no pun intended. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> there are moments, hey Alex. There are moments when we say, "Why did I say that?" <laughs> and it's too late to take it back because it's live. What about Stephen Gilbo and at least one other federal liberal cabinet minister trying to crash the party in Quebec City at the Conservative Convention? Yeah, I thought that uh, Guibault was a, an interesting choice for the, uh, for the Liberal Party to send. Um, you know, you always have observers from other political parties at conventions, whether it be, you know, a Liberal Policy Convention with Conservatives or uh, this Policy Convention with uh, with Minister Guibault. Um, I can't think of a Liberal less um, uh, liked by Conservatives than Stephen Guibault. You know, he's often referred to as like an eco-terrorist and... Uh, uh, due to his uh, previous advocacy with uh, with Greenpeace, 
Um, so I think that there was a little bit of trolling going on there uh, on the part of the Liberal Party by sending Gibo rather than somebody like uh, Minister Duclos, for instance, who uh, might uh, have a little bit warmer welcome than uh, the environment minister. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.